Hi, this is Jesslyn Etchell, and you're listening to my podcast, Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. In this series, I interview my favorite women on their topics of passion in an effort to connect us so that we remember that women supporting women is our greatest strength. I want to live in a world where women build each other up instead of tear each other down. And this podcast, in addition to the in-person women's circles I lead, are my offering towards this vision. Thanks so much for listening. Today I am talking with Pam Lozoff. She is a mover, a change maker, and a seeker. She moves through yoga, makes change through community-based work, and seeks growth and connection with spirit through her path as a karma yogi. For the last decade, Pam has gone into juvenile halls, schools, therapeutic settings in working with youth to share practices for embodying healing in the face of social injustice. She's the founder and director of Spirit of Youth Yoga, which empowers youth and their allies to transform inner strengths through community strengths. So today she's going to talk to us about community building within uh, the youth sector and beyond and how powerful that work is. So welcome, Pam. Thanks, Jessalyn. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's really honored. What mm-hmm. I didn't say is that Pam's a social worker. Fellow MSWs. Woo. <laughs> ah, yes. Yay for social workers, super social yeah. workers doing awesome work in this world. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing to like connect with different, with social workers and to see how versatile that role can be and in what different ways we show up and find ourselves. So I love seeing what you're doing. You know, I I'm finding my way still, um, as a social worker and change maker and yeah. So we're going to launch into this great topic and learn so much more about what Pam's doing in the world. But first, let's just take a moment to connect. So if you're able to, maybe close your eyes and Pam and I will take a few breaths together. And then if you're listening, you can join in with us. We'll just take an inhale through the nose. And exhale out the mouth or out the nose. Just finding our way into this space together. Just co-creating. And in a way, I mean, this podcast is a community. So everyone that's listening, everyone that's connected. And may each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. May each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Mm. Pam, what is your favorite thing about being a woman? Hmm. Hmm. That's a beautiful blessing. Um, You know, I feel in recent years, I've really come into um, my feminine and into the strength that comes with the feminine and the grace that comes with the feminine. Um, I can tend to have a lot of masculine energy in terms of how I move through the world as a very active and kind of initiator, but I'm finding more and more that my ability to hold space and facilitate and um, show up 
and nurturing um, ways for, for people in my life is a lot um, powered by the feminine. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I love this body that I'm in and, and walking through this, through this world as a woman, as much as um, it's a really difficult time for us as, uh, as women right now in the political landscape. But I also think that it's a really inspiring time and a lot is possible right now. So diving into your awesome community building skills that you have and and the foundations that you've laid down, I would love to just hear how Spirit of Youth Yoga came into being and maybe give us a little bit of background as to what services you offer and what it represents. Sure. Um, So Spirit of Youth Yoga just celebrated its third birthday. Congratulations. Um, you. So January 1st, 2015 is when we, we started and kind of came being. Um, and it truly was a, um, what I feel a very, very much a calling um, to create this and to bring this to life. Um, and not only because of my own personal healing journey with yoga and connecting to yoga um, a, over a decade ago, but also in the ways that I've found to share these healing practices and specifically these embodied healing practices with the young people I have um, had the honor and privilege of working with. And so that, you know, as as you mentioned um, in the opening, it's been young people in a whole range of communities and settings, and many of them vastly um, different communities from the one in which I grew up in, which was Silicon Valley. Um, and so, you know, my, my journey has taken me um, to work with the Art of Yoga Project um, starting about, yeah, about 10 years ago, working in juvenile halls with young women, Um, and then it took me to do, you know, out to New York for social work school, but then continuing to work with youth. And, um, really at that point it was transition age and homeless youth, um, who I was working with and always with this continuing thread of offering yoga, um, and as a tool and really as a life skill. And that's what it's been for me. And that's how I teach it. And that's how I share it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, Spirit of Youth came about um, when I made my move back to the Bay Area, kind of landing back home here and um, really wanting to do the work of social work and social service work in a different way um, because I just was feeling like the social service agency model, um, that there it was leaving a lot to be desired and that there there had to be more and there had to be another way and there had to be a way to to bring spirit into into the work of service. Mm-hmm. And I see service as very much a part of our spiritual path. Um, so, yeah, so Spirit of Youth was really born out of this um, kind of this urge and this like, OK, this has to happen like this needs to come about. And not because there weren't other agencies doing similar work, such as Art of Yoga and Naroka, um, but because I really wanted there to be a focus on 
harnessing the power that young people have within them and really focusing on their inner strengths and how do you transform those inner strengths into strengths you can offer out as your gifts into your community and out beyond your community. Um, Yeah. So that's really what spirit of youth is rooted in is this let's, let's use these practices to identify and become aware of our strengths within us, not the ones that we have to learn from outside of us, but the ones that just reside within us. And then how can we access that and then learn to harness our, our leadership skills and actually then offer those out to, um, to the folks we, we are working with. And so specifically with youth, we have a facilitator in training or FIT program. So we just wrapped up um, la- the second cohort of that. So nine eighth graders went through the FIT training, a 16 hour training during their winter break, which is like, what? Wow, <laughs> now yeah. <laughs> they get, they get a stipend. So it's not just like, they're like fully there on their own. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And also they're interested and they, when they are given the opportunity to become leaders and to say, and for us to say, okay, we're going to give you the training and the skills for you to really step into your role as leaders and to what we know is your capacity as leaders. And then we want to see you run with it, you know? And so they now this semester will be co-facilitating our yoga and circles with at their school voices in South San Jose um, with our trained and skilled yoga teachers. So they, the eighth graders co-facilitate with our teachers. That's amazing. I love <laughs> that. I didn't, I, I knew I was going to learn things. I mean, I knew you were doing awesome things in the world, but I didn't know that piece of the puzzle. And mm. I'm struck by how yogic this really is, this model, um, when you're talking about the inner strengths. Because to me, yoga is not about being or doing anything it's just about remembering who we truly are and uncovering what life and society and and all the things that we deal with as a human in this world cover up like our true nature yeah yes exactly exactly and just yeah and just you know I think we can say from the social work realm we you know we know about strengths-based versus deficits-based models and so it initially coming out of that. But then as I went deeper into it and really into like developing out our curriculum and our programs, you know, it was really about tapping into my own journey, which was about uncovering, as you're saying, uncovering what was already there, right? Uncovering like this wholeness and these strengths and um, tapping into our unique gifts and then saying, oh, okay, now I can bring that forth and bring that out. And now I can use that as, um, a strength and a way to build community um, and to, to connect other people. And when people connect from their place of strength, then we strengthen our communities. Wow. Yeah. Cause then everyone's building each other up. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, so you've touched on it um, that yoga was really your tool. And so you're turning around and sharing it because you know how much it works. And honestly, I think that's the best way. Um, I feel like I do that as a therapist too. I say, I'm teaching you these things because this is what I do and this is what helps me. Um, right. But can you talk just a little bit more about the depth uh, of what the yoga piece offers and, and how that shows up so strongly in this work? Mm. Yeah. Um, so 
like I said, you know, like I was mentioning, I really look at yoga as a a life skill. And so, yes, it's a skill to get us into our bodies and to tap into our breath. Um, and it's so much more than that. And because when we are inhabiting our bodies fully, that's when we are actually inhabiting our power and our strengths. And that's only come from my own personal experience, really, you know, in the last maybe two or three years of my 10-year yogic journey has been, oh, okay, now I'm tapping into what's there. Um, and so I really see, you know, the process personally for me with with starting Spirit of Youth has also been a very parallel process where I'm, you know, setting out this mission, um, but I'm also tapping into my own inner strengths and looking at how that can you know, be transformed and brought out to the community. So um, with our young people, the the yoga practice is about, yes, a tool for understanding and working with our emotions. Um, and it's also a tool for understanding the emotions of others. So that's where the social emotional learning or SEL piece of what we do comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also about being able to find our voice um, as leaders. And so the leaders, it doesn't always mean that our youth are, you know, leading the class, although we give them that opportunity, but some of them are, you know, they don't, that's not what they're drawn to, but they still have a way to lead. And so maybe they're, you know, in charge of keeping track of all the youth in the class. Right now we're in a second grade class. And so maybe they're in charge of keeping track of all of the young people who are doing really well, and then they get something called um, dojo points at their school. Mm-hmm. And so that you know, that youth leader is tracking that and is saying, hey, I get to like reward all of the young people who have you know been doing, doing well, mm-hmm. um, and we want to recognize them for that. Um, or maybe, you know, we have a young person who went through our program last summer, and she's in high school, and she now is one of our youth interns. Um, and you actually met her. Um, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, but this cool. young woman is um, incredible. And she is really, you know, I mean, she's, I was going to say she's into social media, but no surprise, she's a teenager. <laughs> but she's kind of taking the lead on doing some of our social media outreach and marketing. Oh, um, you know, so, and that was something she really wanted to do. And she wants to grow her facilitation skills, but she's not quite ready to step into that. But she is, you know, she, we're, we're working with her around that. And so, yeah, there, you know, it's really about finding the, the fit. And so once a young person can identify, well, here's what, here's what I feel is one of my strengths and here's one of my interests. And I want to grow into this role of blank. And then we're going to work with them to figure out, okay, well, what's that leadership role for your semester of, as a, you know, as a facilitator training going to be. Um, And so, you know, now that we have the foundation of um, we have two school programs, a K through eight school and a high school and, um, we're developing a new partnership with a middle school. You know, we have the sites where our programs are up and running, and now is really where we get to develop this um, pipeline of youth leaders to go into the sites and um, and really run shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm I'm also struck by the fact that 
there's a place for everybody. So if someone's not ready to step into that role of facilitation, which really isn't for everyone, then there's a way for them to still be valuable and to still contribute to the community. Exactly. Exactly. So Pam, I would love for you to talk a little bit just because of the nature of this podcast, specifically about encouraging young women to step into these leadership roles and what that has looked like for you and what you're noticing about this new generation. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think just sort of the nature of yoga and the demographic of what yoga has looked like in terms of um, gender, by and large, in the U.S., right, has been a predominantly female um, field. Which is funny because it's exactly the opposite in India. It is. It's definitely the opposite. And and I think there's still a lot of, you know, ways that we see the kind of disparity and who becomes like some of the trainers and the studio owners are still a lot of men, Mm -hmm. but we do have a lot of women like really as the face of, of yoga. Um, And so I think with that, we, I know that when we do our programs, we tend to attract a lot of young women to what we do. Um, So our, you know, our last cohort of the nine facilitators in training um, we had, seven young women and two young men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like so proud of those young men because it was yeah. a lot for them to step in. But I think to speak to the, the you know, specifically young women and really empowering them to step up and particularly um, our the vast majority of our demographic is um, a Latino population. And so I think especially to see young Latina women really like find their voice and step up in roles of um, leadership when that hasn't necessarily always been the message that they've gotten in their household. And, you know, some of them come from a more machismo culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so, you know, all of a sudden we see, we, we see these young women who are stepping into their roles, um, and, and really finding their way and, and starting to, they will themselves say that they feel like they are more confident, you know, and that they are more confident in themselves and that they're more confident in their bodies. And we've gotten definitely some feedback about just like, you know, kind of addressing body image and, um, and that they feel like yoga is, is teaching them to become more confident in themselves and in their bodies and, um, and that they're, they're more comfortable speaking out in our in our group setting, um, more so than in a classroom setting, a traditional classroom setting. Yeah, lovely. And, and then, it starts there. And once they gain the confidence, then I'm sure it ripples out. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and I think for the school to see, you know, because their peers see them uh, now as leaders, right? So they see, sure. oh wow, they have a job. Like they go in and once a week they go and facilitate one of these classes, and they get a paycheck at the end of their semester for doing their, you know, their commitment and following Very through cool. with it. Um, so you know, so I think for their peers and especially their younger youth who look up to them to be like, oh, I see these women who are like these young women who I see myself in, like I see them running things and that's inspiring. Yeah. We need more of that in the world right now. That is for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know you'll be no stranger to this concept and I, and I have faith that you'll be comfortable in addressing it, but tell me what it's like um, for you as a white woman who came up in sort of a privileged um, yeah. being, um, you know, a privileged childhood and you've had access to a lot of different things. What's that like for you to step into this role, into this space, and how do you kind of um, stay cognizant of that? Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. And um, yeah, you know, I really see myself as um, my main role um, with this project and this organization is to really um, pass, like, one, like, distribute the, I want to say give away some of my power, right? It's like, I have I do have power. I have yeah. power in being um, in in being a white woman and being from Silicon Valley, and also um, just being a leader of this organization. And so there's, you know, my own journey personally with stepping into my power, um, having you know not felt very empowered or um, confident growing up. But then there's this other layer of it, which is that. I don't want to be the face of this and I shouldn't be the face of this. And if we're working in predominantly Latino communities right now, then I want to see that I want to see Latino representation in our leadership. And so that's where I really step back and I, you know, I look to really like I'll I'll provide the training and the, you know, whatever whatever folks need to step into roles. And I we really try to make our trainings for teachers accessible um, cost wise. And, you know, we try to work with it. So we're starting to do some like remote um, training. So, you know, a couple of our now our new teachers are working moms. And um, so we really try to work with folks. Um but yeah, I uh, don't want to be the to be the face, um, and I want to just be someone who I can bring the skills that I have and the knowledge that I have to, and the resources and the social capital and connections I have to say, okay, let's use that to grow this project and grow this organization, so we can reach more more folks and more more youth um, in in the Silicon Valley community. Um, but let's make sure that we're empowering the, the folks who are in the community to lead. Wonderful. Yeah, it's great. So talk a little bit with us about the idea of an alternative to the traditional entrepreneurship model. And I know that this has a lot to do with the feminine. You were talking about stepping into that mm-hmm. and, and how they're interrelated. So if you can maybe just riff on that for a little bit and how that comes into play with your organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I recently learned that the definition of entre- entrepreneur in French, which I don't speak French, um, <laughs> but is to, it translates as like to be in the act of taking Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, like, prenor, I don't exactly know that, but it's something about, like, entree is, like, within, and prenor is, like, to, to take. Mm. And so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to be in the act of taking anything from anyone. Like, that doesn't feel right. Um, but I was like, wow, that feels so true to what the, the mainstream narrative of the entrepreneur, in especially in Silicon Valley, yeah. is like, 
a lot of there's a lot of taking of resources. There's a lot of um, redistribute. Well, not even redistributing. There's a lot of taking. There's a lot of greed um, in that in that realm. And so, um, what I I was like, well, what is the opposite then? Is like to take. So the opposite is to give. And so I was like, what about like an entrep entre donor, <laughs> like mm. a, a something to be in the act of giving rather yeah, than. Yeah. Did you make this up or is this actually a thing in the world right now? I don't know, but I think it should be a <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, we're coining it right here and now. Say it again. <laughs> An entree d'honneur, but whoever speaks French is going to okay. tell me that I'm but <laughs> But like, and like a donor, right? Mm-hmm. Or like yeah, yeah. in Espanol, it's like dar. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But um, yeah. so yes, entree d'honneur. So like this idea of, well, how can we be in the act of giving and giving resources and sharing resources instead of taking from a community and then sort of like repurposing or taking from, you know, one foundation or one one donor to give to the under-resourced or sort of like the Robin Hood model, right? Like, can it actually be more about like, well, how can we all give and share resources, which is much more in the feminine energy, Um, And so, yeah, so I've been reflecting a lot, um, you know, and I've even been uncomfortable sort of identifying myself as like, what, like, am I, I'll say I'm a social entrepreneur for the purposes of LinkedIn, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, you know, what, but what I'm really about is like, is service. And so what is it? So in the context of creating something or developing something new or innovating, like we can all, we can do that. And like, let's make sure that we're doing it. And that the the main intention is to give and not to take from, you know, people who may already be under-resourced or marginalized. And this is operating from the idea of abundance, that there's plenty for everyone to go around and that we don't have finite, limited resources. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then I know we could go on this forever, but if you could briefly address the concern that even is coming up in my mind and maybe people who are listening of, well, yeah, but you also have to make a living because this is your work in the world. And, you know, we live in a world where you have to have money in order to survive. So what's the, the middle line of that, of, of being of service, of giving as much as possible and also still being able to create livelihood for yourself? Mm, this is the, the question of, of the, the year and the hour <laughs> right now, for right? sure. Yeah. I just said to a friend the other day, I was like, sometimes you know, there, I have moments where I'm like, if I were a man, I would be getting paid so much more to be doing this work. Mm, (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Um, like the CEO somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And and partially because I've been, I've been struggling financially, um, to, and trying to figure out how to make this my livelihood for the last three years. And what that's looked like is, um, it's been a lot of different contracting out with different organizations, not just, you know, through Spirit of Youth, but working with Art of Yoga Project and working with Naroga Teaching and then doing some contract things here and then doing some workshops, there, you know, and it's been um, a little bit, uh, it's scattering my attention and it's mm. it's been, it's spreading me too thin for sure. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I have not found my way with that yet and um my hope and my 
goal this year is to really figure out how to support myself in doing this work so that I'm not operating in a scarcity mode, Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, and scarcity mindset, trying to be um, in service or be in this giving generous place. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you for the honesty on that, because I think that's that's a struggle that many, many people go through. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's interesting, like, yeah, I, I do, again, like I come from an area of affluence and a place of, you know, comfort with resources. Um, but I have, you know, very much, um, you know, and I'm so grateful to my parents who I lived with for the first year while I was starting Spirit of Youth. And I, you know, there's a huge privilege in that. And also now I'm uh, about to be 31 years old, and I need to figure out how to like support myself in this world and in the Bay area and figure out my housing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm currently living in a, in a Buddhist center in Berkeley and doing a work trade, um, so that I can live here and then Mm -hmm. do some projects with them. Um, but yeah, I haven't quite, I haven't quite figured that out. So I'd love to, I'm open to, um, some, you know, definitely advice from from listeners at some other point um (laughs) you know I'm trying to really figure out like what do I what do I make my rates and what do I charge for workshops and trainings and you know that I'm doing and that I'm bringing I'm lending definitely knowledge and skills to and walking the line of also wanting them, them to be accessible to folks and affordable right yeah and Pam is um you're a very skilled facilitator. She and I co-led one of my goddess circles. And I think one of the things that I was thinking about when we were um, just, you know, creating together is that because you've worked with youth, uh, you have a very easy manner about you in terms of um, nothing's ever scary or pressured because with youth that you kind of have to like convince them sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they want to do this thing. And so since you've worked with resistance, Um, there's a very easy manner about you and I don't know it just feels like it flows out effortlessly Mm, thank you it's definitely I mean yeah working with teens has been my greatest teacher in working with resistance with my own and with theirs and Uh I always say that my uh yeah it's definitely uh, there's very little that surprises me of what can come out of someone's mouth at this point in my I totally concur. I think that's also a social worker thing. And having worked in mental health for so many years, I'm like, honestly, you can't shock me. I know I look innocent, <laughs> but bring it on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so I would love us to wrap up with um, anything that we that we missed. Um, obviously, anything that you feel compelled to say. But I'm also inclined to ask you to share your greater vision in a few mm-hmm. sentences um, so that we can, one, put that out into the world, and two, um, I don't know, anyone who's listening who knows how to make that happen, that maybe mm-hmm. the right um, people land mm-hmm. in the right places. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and it's, um, this is what I love about women coming together is, like, we root for each other. You know, yes. for the most part, I really feel so supported by other women in my life, and I, I have a group of women who I call, we call each other the Yoni sisters. Oh, <laughs> we have like a group message called Yoni power, but, but yeah, I think this is like what it's about. And to that point, um, I'm now have joined forces with the be the change yoga and wellness community. So Tarane is the director, um, there and, um, they're, 
you know, she's their fierce leader. And um, Spirit of Youth is now going um, to be a part of the Be the Change, what we're building out, Be the Change Collective. Oh, so cool. Um, so what I'm finding, and I'm so um, moved by what's happening and the momentum that we're gaining right now is that we're forming really this whole like network and this platform for other other entrepreneurs, other healers and practitioners to really be a part of and be part of this web. And um, so that's that's what I'm now kind of I'm fueled by, right? So Spirit of Youth Yoga now has this opportunity to get an upgrade kind of <laughs> and to also get more support. And I get to um, work collaboratively with Terene and with the team of really amazing folks with Be The Change. And um, we have Rashmi working as our program manager while we're doing this merge. And so there's, you know, so many, um, so many players involved. And um, I would say, you know, with that, the, the larger vision is really about what we've named is it's about closing the compassion gap mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. And so that there, we recognize there are people on both sides of that gap, um, whether the haves, the have nots, whatever you want to call them, but that this, this insanity that we live in, in Silicon Valley has created tunnel vision. So no matter what place you're in, it's really hard to look outside of that and to see other people and who are in different experiences from you and to have compassion from that, um, for them. And so, and we want to do that through really growing the access to these healing practices, to yoga and to healing and to, um, to Reiki, Reiki as you offer and to acupuncture and, um, and to continue to grow the base of youth leadership and youth change makers and to continue to grow the base of other leaders in the local, um, San Jose in particular, San Jose community. Um, and so, yeah, it's about making these practices accessible so that it's not exclusive and so that they're not seen as something that um, are only for, you know, the skinny white women, right? Like as yoga has, has kind of got, gained that, that narrative, yeah, yeah. because it's just not true and that's not what it has to be. And every person has a body and has a breath and has their breath. And that's what we can connect people to. Um, and that's the power of, of these practices and of us collaborating and coming together in a community so that we can amplify um, the power of, of these practices. Whew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we can end on a better note than that, but I just have a few uh, questions that I ask to wrap up just kind of for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of them is, what's your favorite yoga pose? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I love inversions. Mm-hmm. I used to be a gymnast. Okay. So um, <laughs> I am I love like forearm stands and handstands and headstands. And yeah, I like going upside down. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just like, you know, changes your perspective. It balances your nervous system. So yeah converting (laughs) what's one book that changed your life Mm, um 
Okay. Two come to mind. So I'm just going to say real quick, compassion, compassion and action by Ram Das and Mirabai Bush okay. or Mirabai Star. Um, and then tattoos on the heart. Father Gregory Boyle um, is my like aspirational leader and um, organization homeboy. And he's the founder of Homeboy Industries in oh, LA. I've heard of that, but I didn't know about that book. Tattoos on the heart, and he just came out with a new one, but I definitely recommend his first one, Tattoos on the Heart. Awesome. Do you have a favorite quote, Pam? Oh, um, what comes to mind is a quote from, um, it's quoted in Bell Hooks, All About Love, but it's um, from M. Scott Peck. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to recall it, but he says that love is the will to extend oneself for one's own or another's spiritual growth. Mm. And that love is a verb and a choice is what he kind of goes on to say. Nice. Okay. I love yeah. Bell Hooks. I haven't heard of this yeah. quote guy, but awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And then Pam, who inspires you? Mm, so many people. Um, I feel really lucky to have a lot of inspiration in my life. Um, I um, was just on the phone this morning with one of my mentors and guides, um, Adam Bucko. Mm. Uh, he wrote Occupy Spirituality and was um, one of my founded an organization called Reciprocity Foundation. Um, Gillian Bell, who has an organization called Urban Yoga Foundation in Harlem. Um, The people who I get to work with every day, um, Taranay, who I'm working alongside, and Rashmi. and I keep trying to get Taranay on the podcast. This is her official invitation. I'm going to leave this in. Taranay, it's your turn. (laughs) It's perfect. Um, Nicole Stewart is definitely an inspiring one in my life. She's been on before. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're all connected. Um, Mm. You are an inspiration. I feel, yeah, I feel inspired by by a lot of um, people in, in my community and, and, and who I'm surrounded by. So That is um, such, such a lucky thing to be privy to, to have all the inspiration surrounding you. Because as we're talking about this idea of collective, when we're surrounded by people who inspire us, it, it literally inspires us to continue to do good work and to be better in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, what, so Gillian Bell, who I just cited, she, um, led a workshop at Be the Change called, um, Communities Heal Trauma. And one of my most, um, kind of the quotes and things she said that has really stuck with me is that communities inspire one another to heal. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, you've mentioned so many awesome things. I will definitely connect all the links, including, um, including how to get a hold of you and yeah. um, the books you mentioned and all the inspiring folks. Um, I will link all of that so people can get connected. And I'm just so grateful for you being in the world and stepping onto this path because I know it's not easy. I know it's a passion project and it's where you know you have to be in this life, but it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that it doesn't have its challenges. So I'm just very grateful that you're willing to just make it happen. Mm, Thank you. Well, I appreciate just being alongside um, other change makers like yourself and healers. So um, keeps us all going. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much, Pam.
Thank you, Jessalyn. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm.